Welcome to Unlock Your Wellbeing, the podcast that teaches you the simple keys to health and happiness so that you can grow as a human being into a well-being. And now here's your host, author, certified wellness coach, mother, and wife, Alicia Leadham. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Alicia, and this is Unlock Your Wellbeing. We have a special guest with us today. Her name is Mindy Duff. She is actually a fellow Iowa girl. She lives on the west side of Iowa, which we were just chatting about here before beginning to record this show. But Mindy is the host of her own podcast called Up Level Your Life with Mindy. She's a speaker, a certified holistic health and nutrition coach, and published author. Her mission is to help individuals uncover their best selves so they can live an authentic and soul-led life. While Mindy loves speaking and inspiring people, she loves her husband and her three kids even more. They live in North Central Iowa. I love it. Welcome to the show, Mindy. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, of course. We were just talking um, uh, about... A little beforehand, before hopping on to record, and you were telling me that you also co-own a grocery store, a healthy grocery store over there. I, tell us about that. I think it's so cool. Yeah, I co-own a grocery store. If you're in Iowa or going through Iowa, um, it's in Clear Lake. It's called Simply Nourished. Um, we're kind of off the interstate a little bit, so it's nice to <laughs> for people traveling through. But yeah, it's just a specialty grocery store. It's organic, um, non-GMO, uh, gluten-free. So we just try to cater to the needs of uh, people that want to eat healthy and also some people that have to eat that way. So just a nice little side project I got going on there, randomly owning a grocery store. But <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just so important that we have healthy options for people. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And it seems like you know a lot about that because you're a certified health and nutrition coach, right? Yes. Yep. That was one of the reasons I got into it. We didn't start this business. We purchased it. Um, the woman that owned it was going to either had to sell it or close it. I know nothing about owning a grocery store, but one of my very good friends already owns a grocery store. So I think uh, the text I sent her said something like, Hey, you want to buy a grocery store with me? And she was like, sure. So, (laughs) (laughs) so we just did it. She knows the business side of it. I know the health side of it. So it's, it's been working pretty well for us. That's so cool. So you also offering like nutrition classes for people and education as well. Um, we have done one class, um, you know, getting into it, it's obviously there was a lot more things to learn than expected as any new endeavor. Um, so we haven't done a ton of education classes yet, but there will be more in the future. So now that we kind of have uh, the ground under our feet a little bit and know what we're doing. So yeah, one thing at a time, I'm sure just to kind of exactly how to operate and run a grocery store. Yes. Very cool. Well, that's really, really powerful to have that for uh, the community. Um, So you also published author. Tell me about your book. Yeah, I actually co-wrote a book with, this is another random side project I did. Um, It's a book for mothers. It's called The Motherhood Diaries. Um, It was in publication and then we actually pulled it for a short while because there were some um, editing things that we were wanting to fix. So it's actually getting ready to be re-released very, very, very soon. Um, I believe within the next couple months here, it'll be out again, but it's just a book that is to help uplift and inspire mothers and be a a form of support for moms. We each kind of share our own little stories about what it's like being a mom. So there's a lot of different 
angles. And there's a lot, a lot about being a mom that, <laughs> that nobody prepares you for. You have no idea. So this book was really just designed to be a good support for moms. So you don't feel like you're so alone and all the, the things you're feeling and going through. Yes. Oh my gosh. I will have to pick that up myself. How many, you have three kids, right? How old are they? I do. I do. I have an eight-year-old, an almost 11-year-old and a 13-year-old. Oh, wow. Amazing. Um, I have a two-year-old. She just turned two. So I'm still very much in the sleepless nights stage. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it can last a while, but it gets better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. So the book, you just tell advice and stories for yeah, everybody just kind of has their own little story. My little section is, you know, about um, it's called Pinterest parenting, the tendency to to compare your parenting to other what you see online and et cetera. So and then how that does not always translate into the real world so well. So my my life included <laughs> far <Really>? from Pinterest. <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. I mean, I feel like the easiest way to get in your own head about parenting is to just go on social media and yes. see what everyone's doing. And then you feel so behind because you think you should be doing those things, but really yep. you just have to remember your own value system and what's actually working for you. And it's so much easier to do it offline. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, Mindy, how do you unlock your own well-being? I always like to ask uh, our guests the title of the show. Yeah, yeah, I think that's such a, a fun question. Um, and I thought about this a little bit. And for me personally, it's been, you know, a lot of trial and error. I'm, you know, we're always evolving. We're always growing. And I think that's what we're meant to do as humans on earth. Um, you know, if you're not learning and growing, you're dying essentially, Right. So unlocking your own well-being, um, I think the more that you can know yourself and understand yourself and how you operate and then honoring that. Um, so I think that honoring it part takes it that one step further. So you can know things about yourself. And the more you, the more books you read, the more questions you ask yourself, the more you journal, all those things are always to get to know yourself. Um, there's no just one path to it. But then taking that second step, and honoring that. So an easy example for me, for example, um, I know that I don't feel great when I drink alcohol. And so I don't drink alcohol, not very often, very rarely will I have anything at all. And I don't drink excessively at all anymore. I used to, um, because that's just what people did, you know, socially. It's not like I was a raging alcoholic or anything, but you know, I, I feel better physically when I don't drink it at all. So I don't, um, that's an easy physical example, but then, you know, there's so many examples that we can look at. I'm sure everybody, if you stop and think about it for five seconds, you know, what are some things that you know about yourself? When do you feel your best? When do you operate your best? How many hours of sleep do you need? What do you need to put in your body to feel your best? What kind of people do you need to be around? What kind of TV shows do you feel best when you watch movies, books, all of that, all the things that you're feeding yourself? When do you, when do you feel your best? And are you doing that? So that's just, I think, just knowing, knowing things about yourself. Um, and again, and honoring that is really, that's, that's your path to greatness right there. Yeah. I love that you take that a step further with the honoring it. 
because, you know, I hear so often from my clients, like, yeah, I'm so self-aware. I know myself, but then they're not following through on, like you say, honoring their own truth, you know, for those things. And so it's so easy, I find for life and everything to come first and get in the way of that, you know, especially as working moms, for example, because we're just talking about that. So what's your advice for people for how they can honor those things that they know make them feel really good when they're going through a trying time or they're so much more needed, you know, at the office or with their children, for example. Yeah. Yeah. So awareness is the first step. And that's the first step for any, any change you're wanting to make. You have to be aware of what's going on first. And sometimes you will decide, okay, let's just take an, an obvious example. I think everybody can relate to. Let's say you want to eat healthier. You're going to lose some weight. I'm going to eat healthy now. Right. Lots of people have that goal. So you've had these habits in the past of maybe not eating healthy. Maybe you eat ice cream after supper every night. And that's just, you're kind of conditioned yourself to that's finished my supper. Now I eat ice cream, finished my supper. Now I eat ice cream. You're like, Nope, I want to eat healthy. Now there may be days where you go eat that ice cream anyway, and you'll watch yourself take it out and you'll go, Oh, I said, I wasn't going to do this, but I'm doing it. Here I go. Watch me do it. You're going to watch yourself actively doing the thing that you said you weren't going to do. That is part of the process. So especially in trying times, or if you have a really big goal you're trying to achieve. This doesn't just have to be for food or, um, or maybe it's a, maybe it's not necessarily a big goal, but it's something you've been a habit you've been trying to break that you've held for a long time. You're going to watch yourself continue to not do the the choices you wanted your, yourself to do. You're going to make those we'll call them mistakes, but they're not really a mistake. That's part of the process. And I think you need to be aware that that's part of the process and give yourself grace and to know that, okay, I, I wish that I wasn't the person that was eating this whole pint of ice cream right now, but I did it, darn it, but I'm aware of it. Because think back a few steps before you even had made that decision to stop eating the ice cream and you weren't even aware, you're just kind of doing it. So you're, you are making progress. So there are times in our life where, you know, things get in the way and we have other, other priorities. Um, but just do the best that you can with what you've got and know that you're, as long as you're aware, you're constantly going to be making steps towards that goal. Um, because without awareness at all, you know, you're just, you're not making any changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love, I love that. And I think, I think, um, one thing that is really, uh, vital to remember is the grace for yourself and the kindness. You know, I, I speak and teach a lot about mindfulness and, uh, uh, the most important thing in mindfulness is the practice of the present moment, right? Bringing your awareness to the present moment. But the second part to it is, and then not judging it for what it is, right? Having grace for what it is, having kindness for what it is and not trying to wish it away or think that it should quote unquote be different, which is really uh, what you're saying is having grace and kindness for yourself in the journey of yeah. The- Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's, I love that you're talking about mindfulness. It's so important with, you know, whatever your goal is, my background's in, you know, health and nutrition. So I kind of relate back to that quite a bit, but I think it's something a lot of people can, can understand and realize, but, um, there, there's just so much, um, 
so much power in the awareness and so much power in having, having the grace, like you say, for, you know, for yourself, that that's just part of the process. Um, oh, there was something else I was going to say. Now I lost it. Darn it. If it comes back, if, it, yeah. if it's meant to be, it'll come right back. So it will, it <laughs> definitely will. How can you, how do you give, you know, it's so much easier to give other people grace and, and kindness, you know, when they make mistakes, but it's harder for us to do it for ourselves. Right. Yeah. How would you help, you know, yourself walk through that process in yourself of, of continue to have grace for yourself in the, in the mistakes, quote unquote. Yeah. Well, you know, we're humans on the earth. I believe personal belief we're souls having a human experience. Right. Um, so we're not meant to just be happy all the time. This is kind of related to what I was going to say a second ago, but I forgot. So, um, it's not like we're meant to just be in this constant state of bliss. All of your emotions are there for a purpose. Your emotions are your guidance system. Your emotions are there to show you what you want more of and what you don't want more of. So no, it's not fun to sit there and go, oh, this situation sucks. I hate it. I don't want to be in this situation anymore. But instead of sitting there in it and hating the situation, you can for a little bit and just notice how it feels. You know, I think the Oh, holistic psychologist says it lasts 90 seconds. Emotions, if you don't feed them, will last just 90 seconds long. If you sit there and go, okay, I feel anger, whatever the emotion is. And then you just notice what does anger feel like in my body? Where am I feeling it? This is, this is what anger feels like. You can't feed it. You can't go, oh, I'm so mad about this. Oh, and you know what? I also remember this other thing. And I remember that other thing that happened the other day. It, you, that's feeding it. You're going to just keep spiraling. But if you just sit there and go, okay, I'm angry. This is what it feels like. And then if you give it a little bit, I actually have just experienced this today myself. <laughs> I gave it just a little bit and then you can start to see things from another angle. Okay. And then you're not so emotionally charged and then you can go, okay, what? So it's showing me I'm angry about this. What needs to change? What do I need to change? Um, our outer worlds are reflections of our inner world. So maybe there's something going on internally that you need to t examine and take a look at. Why was I so triggered by that comment that I read on social media? Why was I so, you know, mad when that person cut me off in traffic? And again, um, asking that question why and, and coming back to ourselves. But you're right. Um, it's easier to have grace and compassion for other people than it is ourselves. But I think just understanding that that's part of the human experience. That's our emotions, again, are, are there to guide us. And um, that's, you know, it's just part of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree with us being souls, having a human experience. Um, one of my my mentors, Gabby Bernstein, she says all the time that Earth is... Uh, that we're on planet earth is earth school, right? Or yeah. Yeah. Right. And the whole point of being here is for our souls to grow and yeah. you can't grow without learning and lessons and, um, hard times, if you will. And yeah. so seeing that as like observing that and remembering that kind of like the observer, right. As the outsider looking in, instead of being so in the emotion helps you to recognize in like, I think have a little bit more grace for the situation and what it is you're experiencing because it's just like, all right, this is a, this is my lesson right now. I'm in classroom. Okay. Yeah. And it's just helping my, my soul to grow. So I'm, I love that you brought that up because I couldn't agree more. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think the world needs more of so uh, we can improve our overall 
well-being as a collective, right? Our, our well-being has gone down quite a bit in the last few years. And um, I'd love to hear what you think we need more of to improve it. Yeah. Well, and it kind of goes back to that very first question you asked me about unlocking your own well-being. And, you know, my response to that was knowing and understanding yourself. But then I think if the whole world just had more self-compassion, more self-understanding, more self-acceptance, I hate this term, but more self-love. It's, I don't hate it, but I hate, I hate the the fact that it's thrown around a lot. And then I think people will just kind of, oh yeah, self-love, whatever. Um, But really, truly embodying that, um, Again, our inner world is a reflection of our outer world. So if we all imagine every single person on the planet having complete grace and compassion for themselves and love for themselves and messing up and telling themselves, you know what, you messed up. We didn't like that. That's okay. I still love you. We're going to make different choices in the future. Every single person on the planet, what would the world be like? Would we have conflicts between countries? Would we have, you know, all this violence and et cetera? I have a hard time thinking that we would. It just doesn't, you know, if every single person feels whole and complete and loves themselves, why would you, why would you need to go steal from your neighbor? Why would you need to do, you know, all these other things that people do in an attempt to fill a void? You wouldn't have a void to fill, right? So, you know, is this kind of Pollyanna thinking? Yeah, absolutely. It totally is, but I don't care. Um, I think that's, that's what the world would need for complete well-being of everyone is for everyone to just truly deeply love themselves and have compassion for themselves. Yes, we think a lot alike. One of my favorite quotes is uh, by Rumi. And he said, uh, yesterday I was clever and I wanted to change the world. Today I am wise, so I'm changing myself. Yes, and love he, that. Yeah, it just embodies what you're saying, right? And I, I see that quite often as well. Like if people healed themselves and really found that um, self-love, right? And confidence and contentment with themselves within, they wouldn't need to try to change or hurt or do anything outside of them because that they don't have to fix anything on the inside. Because like you keep saying, your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. Yes, that's it. Nailed it. There, we just solved all the world's problems right there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's all we need to do well, that's all anyone needs to know it's just that right there <laughs> exactly um so I actually have this question prepared but I, I think it goes really beautifully with what you're talking about because you mentioned a few times um mistakes quote-unquote right mm-hmm. so what would you say is your most important mistake that you've made in your own life uh mm-hmm. and what did you learn from it yeah, boy, I made so many mistakes. Um, <laughs> I I don't think I can nail it down to like, oh, January 27th, 1993. Um, I mean, if you go back and look at January 27th, 1993 and see some of my hair and wardrobe choices, those were some mistakes. But um, I think on the, the grander scale, uh, I would just say I could sum all of them up by not being authentic to myself. Um, Every time I I made a choice or did something because I was trying to fit in, trying to impress somebody, doing something because it's what society kind of had conditioned me to, to think I needed to do, um, it, whether it was growing up, you know, especially you think of like teen years, like about a 13 year old, I can see it happen. You know, that junior high is just full of comparison and trying to fit in. And and that's, you know, developmentally, they're, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. But 
you know, man, you just want to like grab all those kids and be like, this isn't who you are, you know, be true to yourself, right? It's going to be so much better if we all just honor who we are on the inside. So I think all of my mistakes, and even if I go um, as recently as, well, I mean, it's not now, I mean, I'm almost 43 years old and I'm still you know, not always being authentic to myself because it's a learning process. But I look at my business and some things that I've done in my business because I was trying to fit in a mold or trying to, you know, force something to work because that's just what I thought it should be. And but I wasn't being authentic to myself um, and who I wanted to be helping and what I wanted to be doing. So, you know, it's, it's never ending, but again, the awareness is key. So all my mistakes really have come from not listening to my own inner being and using my head and my logic more than listening to my heart. So that's, that's my, all of my mistakes are stem from that for sure. Mm, Well said. I love that. And I really love at the end about um, the mistakes stem from trying to follow your, your head and not your heart, because we can overthink and think our way into what we think we should be doing or what it would look nice on on paper or what we think other people would accept us for more or less if we do what we think that thing should or could be um but then you follow it and maybe you hit it and you still don't feel a certain way or you don't and you realize on the way that that's not who you were and that's not who you are and so I actually just had that conversation with someone the other day he was he's he's been trying to um change his habit and like he really wants to break this one habit so that he can be this kind of person and he's been trying to do this for years but he's not kind of stepping into that I'm like well maybe that's just not who you are and you think that this person is who you think looks good on the outside but maybe you could set that down and just honor who you are now and stop judging who you are right now as if the other, you know, side is better or less. And even just like having that conversation, he felt like that weight of pressure release because I feel, think we can put so much pressure on ourselves to become or do a certain thing in our careers or in our businesses. Like if I hit and when I reach this goal, then I will, you know, be enough or I'll be worthy. I will have proven myself in some way. And uh, back you know, to your point, remembering your heart and, and living your authentic truth is where you'll have that true fulfillment that you're seeking. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I, I love all that, that you just said. Um, I know that sometimes we have these goals and goals are great. And I a hundred percent encourage everybody to have goals and to continue growing. Um, but then it's almost this, this balance that you have to have with boy, wouldn't it be fun to achieve this goal and to work towards this keyword there being fun, but also honoring that, well, I don't need to do that because I'm whole and complete who I am and how I am right now, but it just sounds fun to try and start up a podcast. It just sounds fun to learn how to kayak. It just sounds fun. Like that's where you should be spending your energy learning and growing. Not because you think that, oh, well, if I lose 25 pounds, my life's going to be better. Or once I start making another, you know, 50 grand a year, then, then I'll have, you know, reached this place, this top of this mountain where I can relax and go, oh, I've made it. Okay. Whew. That was, you know, struggle, but here I am. That's not how it works. You know, you need to follow, follow your joy 
because then the path is fun and the outcome won't matter. And then you can still honor the fact that I don't really need to do that to become a whole and complete person. I'm fine how I am just now. Even if, even if, you know, yep, I'd be healthier if I lost 50 pounds, but I'm still, I'm still me. I'm still going to be the same me when I lose 50 pounds. You know, I'm, I'm just as whole and good now as I will be then. So, yeah. Totally. And I, I think the irony of it is when you do live from that place of I'm whole and complete now, I don't need that. Then that thing actually comes to you. So that's much when easier. it happens. Yeah. Yes. That's totally <laughs> when it happens because you're not pushing it away. You're not yes. resisting it. You're not, not holding on so tightly to the outcome of it. You're enjoying the the journey and the process of it, which is really the, the whole point of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I have a notebook in front of me just randomly open on this random page for no reason other than probably I meant to share this little thing. It says release the resistance. I don't know where I heard that from. Somebody said it and I just like doodled it, like release the resistance. And that's all of us. If you have resistance to release, like don't feel like, oh man, and I have to really, no, no, it's part of being human and you're fine and whole and complete. If you don't release the resistance and you're fine and whole and complete, if you do. Yes. Yes. I've revisited some of my favorite quotes recently too. And one, um, is, uh, what resists persists. Yeah. You know, which goes yep. with release the resistance. So, you know, maybe whoever's listening is just not able to let something go and just continues to resist it. And the more like you push something away or resist what's, what is, it's going mm-hmm. to become bigger, um, yeah. be further away from you. So, uh, love that. Yeah. Needs to hear that today. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. What would you say is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Um, the best piece of advice I've ever received is just this, uh, I'll call it a mantra that things are always working out for me. I even took a bracelet um, on Etsy. I found one the where you could like stamp in like words. I mean, I didn't do it. Some chick on Etsy did. It's great. And it says things are working out for me. Things are always working out for me so that whenever I wear it and it's like clanking around on my wrist, then it's just kind of that, you know, auditory reminder. Hello, things are always working out for you. I think that it's my favorite because one, it helps me when I'm just on a regular day having just just regular things happen. It helps me not to get too sucked into negativity um, so that I can remember, hey, things are always working out for me. Things are always working out for me. But then and those moments where things don't feel like they're working out for me, and I have a lot of those moments too, um, then it's just that reminder that, you know what, I don't see the whole big picture here. There might be a reason why I was didn't get that opportunity I was hoping for because maybe that would have been like a horrible fit or whatever. Maybe, you know, that that client that I was hoping would work with me said, no, thanks. Well, maybe I dodged a bullet there. You know what I mean? There's things that you don't see, um, even though you're thinking, oh, I want that. Oh, I didn't get it. This sucks. Why doesn't thing? Why don't things work out for me? No, things are always working out for you. You just can't always see the whole big picture. And, you know, hindsight's 2020. If you can look back on your life, there's probably plenty of times where you can go, oh, remember when I wanted that? And I didn't get it, but then I got this instead. And it was way better than anything I could have, you know, ever dreamed of. Right. So that's, it's my very, very favorite piece of advice. It's a mantra. I try to repeat it to myself daily. Sometimes, you know, I sit there and mutter under my breath when things are not going to plan. <laughs> things are always working out for me. Things are always working out for me. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I was actually just repeating that to myself this morning. Oh, so, very good. Yes. Do you listen to Abraham Hicks? I do. Okay. 
Yep. I figured she's the queen of that, right? Yes. If you, if our listeners have not heard of Abraham Hicks before, highly encourage you to go to YouTube, type in Abraham Hicks, and you will find a million uh, audios of her just riffing. And they just raise your vibration, right? And a lot of what she says is things are always working out for me. Things are always working out for me. Things are always working out for me. And it's true. And I like to use the example of thinking and remembering about the past of when something didn't work out. And, you know, nine times out of 10 in the present moment, you can think, well, thank God, right? Like, I'm so glad I wasn't doing that. And that didn't work out for me. And so it's like you just said, it's so much easier than in the moment, in the present moment when things quote unquote aren't to step back in the big picture of like, okay, actually it's just or something better because yeah. it always worked out in that way for me, I need to remember that in this moment right now too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it even sometimes can help, um, shift your own vibration a little bit and, and maybe, maybe even alter an outcome. Maybe, I don't know. Um, you tell me, so here's a short little story. I turned right on a red light crossing a railroad track. And there was a big giant sign that said no right on red. And whoops-a-daisy, I did it anyway. I, in a town that I have, it's not the town I live in, but it's a town I grew up next to. And I've been here a hundred thousand times. I know not to try. I mean, I'm literally looking right at the sign. Turned right on red anyway, for reasons unknown. And lo and behold, there's a police officer parked behind. I mean, he's at the light behind me. He's right behind me. He can't not pull me over. So immediately, of course, he pulls me over. And so I see his lights and I was like, oh my God, my first reaction, you know, your heart sinks to your stomach you're like oh my god and then I'm thinking okay things are always working out for me things are always working out for me things are always working out for me because I don't want a ticket like nobody wants to pay for a ticket so I just kept saying it over and over again and I like I believed it so I didn't know what was going to happen but I was just like things are always going to work things are always working out for me and I pull over to this gas station and this police officer gets out and he's like laughing at me (laughs) and I'm like when do you get that and I'm like okay so I roll down the window and he looks at me he's laughing and I'm like and I supposed to turn right there. Am I? He's like, nope. And so he's like, but you know, just don't do it again. Pay attention, please. It's like, okay. And so no ticket. It was just like, he got a chuckle out of the fact that someone would be that stupid. I mean, I was stopped. It wasn't like I just like tried. I was stopped at the light for a while and then just decided to go for it. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, things are always breaking out for me. Didn't get a ticket, got a happy cop on a good day. So you never know. You manifest that him being in a good mood because yep. working out for you. <laughs> That's right. We'll never know. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's a, that's a great story. It's like you choosing your vibration and then the world kind of matches that around. Right. You, right? Yeah. You see what would have happened if you were freaking out and crying and yeah. Yeah. Giving you a ticket. Right. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I love that. Uh, okay. What is your typical morning routine like? Okay. So I am a certified holistic health and nutrition coach. And I feel like the answer I'm supposed to give you is, well, I get up at like an hour before everybody else when the house is still quiet and I do my journaling and my meditation. And then I do my, I don't, I don't do any of that. Um, (laughs) and here, if you do those things, like that's amazing. But here's where I'm going to go back to this. I feel like I'm repeating myself, but it's important. Um, Know yourself and honor yourself. So 
I love the idea of routines and some routines I do follow and need. Um, but I, I don't do, I don't do routines. I just don't, it is not in my, my person. I don't know if you're familiar with human design at all. There's something in my human design that even like says, yeah, you don't do routines. Do you? Nope. I don't. (laughs) I mean, I like the idea, but I just don't. So I really don't have a morning routine aside from the fact that after I take my shower in the morning, I take an insanely long time to get ready because I just do. I don't know. Um, so I always use that time to listen to audiobooks, um, Audible's fantastic, or like I'll get on YouTube and listen to Abraham Hicks or something, something that is, and when I listen to audiobooks, it's I'm addicted to personal growth. So it's always something that, you know, I'm trying to learn some some new something that I'm interested in. Um, so that's that's part of my morning routine. But aside from that, I don't. And if you're somebody that has been like trying to fit yourself into a morning routine and you can never stick with it, uh, solidarity. Like I'm right here with you, sister, because it, it's it's not for everybody, and that's okay. Yes, amen. Um, you know, pre motherhood, I definitely had more of a routine. And because I had the time, uh, but now I do not. And so that all goes out the window. Yep. So I've just found ways to incorporate my rituals um, into my routine, like you, right? Listening to an audiobook while I'm getting ready or having it in the background while I'm making breakfast, yep. uh, something like that. But what are you currently listening to on Audible? Um, I just finished a book called The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Okay. And now that sounds like, okay, what kind of a, like you're just trying to make much money or what? So it's this, let's see, T. Harv Ecker is his name. I never remember book titles. This is amazing that I remembered it. So it must be important. Um, so I, I listened to it. It was recommended to me by somebody. And I was like, ah, I don't know about all these like become a millionaire overnight books, whatever, not kind of my thing. But as I'm listening to him, I'm like, oh man, this dude gets it because he talks about the importance. So we we know that our beliefs create, you know, our your thoughts create, your beliefs create your thoughts, create your actions, create your results, right? So he takes it a step further and talks about your blueprint. Like it's your conditioning as a child what did you kind of already decide about the world as a child so in terms of money because the book is about money but it's applicable to any area of your life um whatever you kind of so let's say you just decided oh we're a family that must not have very much money that might not even have been true it just was your childhood interpretation of it so now you've kind of predetermined preset yourself that oh well i'm a person that just doesn't have very much money so you can go through your life and do all the things and you're just, no matter what, you're not going to have very much money because it's in your blueprint and it's changeable, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, it was a really, actually a really good book. Um, again, the secrets of the millionaire mind, it, it's really been fascinating for me. And I was like, oh man, he gets it. It's more than just, you know, you can't just do these strategies or try these, you know, business tactics or whatever it's internal. And that's what he was all about. So loved I, it. Ooh, I love it. I, I love listening to money mindset books as well. One of my, yeah. My mentors years ago, her name is Amanda Francis. She has a book called um, Rich as Fuck. So mm-hmm. I really like that one on Audible. But she she talks about the same thing. But she says to um, identify every single money belief or uh, experience that happened to you as a child and then forgive each one. So then you clear the space. Literally every single one. You have to go through mm-hmm. each and every single one. Like I remember one time, I found like a dollar and I put it in my piggy bank 
And my parents are like, well, that's not very much. And so like, that's like a memory that sticks with you. It's like, well, I don't make very much because of that. And so that's a belief, right? That becomes your blueprint, like you just said. And so uncovering that or forgiving that and releasing that clears the space of the past to then now you can work on new beliefs and and, um, uh, mindset around it because you cleared the space for the past to do it. So yeah. 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 I love it too. And I love that all those things, even though, I mean, every, every good money mindset book that I've ever listened to or read has been applicable to any area of your life. It's not just about the money, but I mean, that's where you have the issue, then go for that book, but you can learn so much about your entire life from, from a lot of these books. Yes. I mean, the process is really just the same. You yep. Just, just different subject. Right. Yeah, just replace <laughs> the subject with whatever you want and yep. the same process. Mm-hmm. And it will be perfect. Um, I love that. Okay. Well, since you don't typically do routines, you probably have the same answer for what your evening routine is. Yeah. My, my evening routine is not, I mean, I have, I have three kids and you know, they're, they're getting older, but like you still have to chase them around and get them into bed and whatever. And I don't know, we're, we're busy and on the go. So I feel like my schedule is so different every day that I don't have a set routine other than I do like, like bathroom, like my bathroom, get ready for bedtime. Like is my kind of decompression time, you know, like just like, I'm in here by myself. I have the fan on like for the white noise. I can't hear anybody. <laughs> and then, you know, then I'm set and ready for bed. But um, aside from that, yeah, I don't have a, a consistent routine. And again, for people that do, that's great. If you can fit it in there, um, there's a lot of benefits to be had, but I just, it's not my bag. <laughs> <laughs> Go with the flow more. That's it. <laughs> You, what is your human design? Because you said that it's not in your design. What is it? Yeah, yeah. So I'm a generator, um, oh. but I am almost a project. No, no, sorry. I'm almost a reflector. So if you know human desi- design, um, a reflector would have all open centers. And I only have two that are closed, I believe. And I only have one um, channel. And it's like really like almost nothing going on on my whole <laughs> So whenever I read, like if I'm on Instagram and you see these posts like, oh, human design for, you know, here's a something career paths for reflectors or career paths for whatever they are. Um, I always have to read both of them and they all, they always apply like the generator. I'm like, yep, that's me. And then I'll read the reflector and be like, yep, that's me too. <laughs> Cause I'm so close to it. Um, and then I'll read the other ones. I'm like, yeah, that's not me for sure. But cool. Um, yeah, I'm a generator as well. I think it, isn't it like 70% of people are generators? Yeah. Like most of us are generators. Yeah. Which is. We're the ones that get those stuff done though. That's why we need so yeah. many. Cause we're the, the workers, the ones that. <laughs> as long as we like what we're doing. Right. Right. That's like it. Enjoy what you're doing, which full circle of this conversation comes back. Yes. Fun. Yep. Absolutely. Doing what lights you up. Right. That's it. Pretty cool. Okay. So tell us more about what you have going on, um, in your, in your, in your world beyond, you know, just running a side business of a grocery store. <laughs> yeah. The book's coming out soon. Your course coming out. Tell us all the things. Yeah. So I do have an online course coming out on how to live more authentically in your life. Um, so that one's going to be free. 
So I'll, if you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, um, you'll be sure to, we don't have a date set on that one yet, but it's going to be pretty soon um, within the next couple of weeks here. So it's just going to be a free, you know, pop onto social media and watch it and I'll learn some things, change your life. No big deal. Um, <laughs> right. And then also in a couple months, I have an online summit coming up that I'm hosting that I'm really excited about that. I have a lot of speakers lined up for this on the, the topic is how to manifest the life of your dreams. So really pumped about that as well. Awesome. Where can everyone go to sign up for all these things? Yeah. So uh, my website is mindyduff.com. Pretty simple. Um, if you follow me on Facebook, you can also follow Mindy Duff. And then um, on Instagram, I am up level your life with Mindy, which is the name of my podcast. So awesome. we'll have all the links for all those things in the show notes for everyone. So the, uh, they both sound really exciting. So. Yeah, I'm super pumped about both. So yeah, very cool. Um, and then the summit that's coming out soon. End of, end of April for the summit. Yep. Okay. Well, this podcast should be out before then. So if anyone's listening, you guys can go and check that out. And then your book, tell us about that too. Yeah. Um, motherhood diaries again, that one, I'm not exactly sure on the, the new release date of that one, but it is going to be within the next couple of months here. So yeah, you'll be able to hop on Amazon and shop away to your heart's content there. Okay. I was going to ask Amazon. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Love it. I love how simple it is that we can just hop on Amazon and I know grab our books. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Well, this has been so great uh, meeting you and chatting with you. We're very much aligned in a lot of things for how to up level your life and, um, you know, manifest your desires. I yeah touched on a lot of really cool things today. So thank you so much for being here on the show. Is there anything else you want to let our listeners know before we close it down? Um, no, just, you know, again, the key takeaway from me here today was get to know yourself, honor yourself. You do you. <laughs> That's it. Yep. I love that. I feel like part of that will be in your authentic living course. Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit. Yep. Know who you are and honor those things. Yes. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Mindy, for being here today. Thanks thank everybody. you for having me. Thank you. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye.